The opinions expressed by the host of the show are his and his only, but we do hope you agree with those. And remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy explanation all right welcome to another edition of hobby quick hits i'm your host john newman today's episode we're going to tackle or talk about high end the high end uh, spectrum of the sports card hobby Uh, what is it Uh, is it good is it healthy for the hobby where do i fit in that scheme of things what are my thoughts and feelings on it. And so the first thing, you know, when we when we hear the term high end, a high end card, if you ask ten hobbyists what high end is, you'll get probably seven, eight different answers. And uh, you know, so I don't know if there's any one right answer or textbook. I mean, I guess high end is is however an individual hobby uh, would describe it uh, to themselves. And so my personal uh, opinion on high end is any card that that can bring probably four or five hundred dollars up. So you talk, you know, to some of these high rollers that are dealing with uh, some of these cards you're seeing at these auction houses, they'll scoff at that and say four or five hundred bucks for for a card, and you consider that high end. That fooey, you know, you got to be ten thousand dollars or higher to even think about calling that card high end. And so to me there's the perfect example of it's hard to define something. It's it's uh, however the individual probably uh defines it. So my definition is you know probably in that $400 on up uh, range is high end to me. I think it's a bigger purchase. I think someone has to think a little longer and harder on it before uh, making the purchase uh, and that sort of thing and you know then the next question when it comes to high end in the hobby there's a lot of people that frown on it that think it's ruining it or it's hurting it and it's killing it and uh, you know base cards aren't worth nothing because of high end and I'm you know speaking for myself here I like high end now I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not one of those guys that are spending ten thousand uh, dollars on on one card I don't a matter of fact I've, uh, I've never I've never done that I've never done that I had to think for a second now I've spent that kind of money but not on one card on like a lot of cards you know 10 20 cards uh, uh, that are, are conglomerate high-end cards but never on one card now I don't have a problem when someone does that. Um, that's to each their own if you know anything about my stance and platform uh, uh, there's no wrong way to hobby to me as long as you do it above board you're not ripping anyone off you're not altering or trimming cards or being uh, facetious or 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 weighing packs or anything uh, like that you know scamming people on breaks or hiding cards and all the stuff we hear about uh, almost every day in the hobby. So, uh, however you want to do it, uh, as long as you do it above board. And so, 
I've never spent five figures on one card only. I've spent that on a collection or a lot or, uh, you know, when you get into the graded cards, that's where those those numbers get higher, bought and sold. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. If you, you know, I've, I had a store for four years uh, in the 90s and I was less high end during my store days than I am post-store days here. I sold more, uh, truth be told, four-figure cards, uh, if you will, uh, after my store than when I had my store. And some of that is, is a sign of the times. And what I mean by that is there's always been high-end, you know, but back in the, in the 80s and 90s, that high-end was on the vintage side. Uh, the modern market at that time we know it as vintage now, but in the 80s and 90s, the modern market wasn't pulling those kind of numbers. It was the pre-war cars, the Onus Wagners, the Ty Cobbs, uh, Mickey Mantles, and and in graded forms, and even in non-graded forms. Grading really, uh, depending on what year you're talking about, hadn't even really got a foothold in the industry uh, like we know it does now. And so... High end was sort of reserved to those pre-war vintage Hall of Famers, the mantles and 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 the and the like, you know, in in really good condition. Even even ungraded, but just eye test wise, uh, good condition. The modern day cards of that era, you know, sold well and 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 did well, but uh, nothing like we see today. Now, you know, when we think about the modern era today, I mean, there's cards that you pull out of a pack today uh that could go bring a hundred thousand dollars literally that didn't happen in the 80s and 90s you know when you think about it because again remember there was no one-on-ones uh there wasn't a lot of scarce cards you know think about if you were a collector or in the hobby in the 80s and 90s right remember you'll you'll know what you'll be shaking your head yes when i when you hear me say this remember when when numbered cards kind of just start really becoming known and you'd get a card and it'd say one of 10,000 and you think, wow, it's only 10,000 of these made. I got one of them, right? You get that today and you laugh at that, right? It's the same amount of cards, right? But today that means absolutely nothing. And, but back in the day when you got one of those cards that was said like one of whatever the print one was, you felt like you were the few, the proud, you know, the Marines. I'm just being funny there. But you really felt like you only had, you were one of the few that owned that card, even though there was 9,999 other ones, most likely, or, or close to it. And so, you know, times have, have changed. You weren't pulling out a card today, and, and it was worth 100000 in in uh in the 80s and 90s, unless you were opening... A 1952 Topps pack uh, in 1980 something or 1990. If you were open current issued cards, you couldn't pull that kind of card out. You know, think about 89 Upper Deck, right? All the 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 Griffey Junior craze. I mean, it was insane, and I mean that card was, you know, a couple hundred bucks at peak, uh, and then that obviously dropped once word kind of got out that these presses were kind of almost non-stop there was a rumor you know that the upper deck was literally printing sheets of just griffey jr rookies and uh some of them making them out 
uh, the back door and, and that's a that's a show in itself but so we won't go there but think about the griffey was sort of that card of that era that that got people into the hobby that weren't hobbyists you know we we talk about today's day and age and all these new you know the term new money which i i'm not fond of uh or new, you know, I like to say new hobbyists. But, um, you know, all the new people coming in, right? They're seeing dollar signs. Well, a lot of people got into the hobby in 1989 uh, with the Ken Griffey Jr. craze. And a lot of people in that era thought they were going to put their, their kids or their future kids uh, through college on cardboard uh, alone. And as we know now, there was a lot of disappointed parents and some disappointed kids that probably had to pay for college uh, themselves. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it didn't go exactly uh, as planned. And, uh, you know, so high-end is a lot different today than, than it was uh, in yesteryear. And yesteryear was really reserved for vintage and pre-war cards. Uh, and uh, today, uh, high-end can be a card a pack you opened up literally 30 seconds ago uh and and we all know what product goes for now thousands of dollars some of these products you know have eight cards in them and they cost 1500 bucks so each card averages out at 200 bucks a card and so if it's a uh you know Kyle Guy RPA, you know, it's probably going to worth maybe 50 bucks depending on the, you know how many there are, right? not a Zion Williamson. So, uh, you know, some of these high-end products, and that's what I'll call them, high-end products that are 1500 bucks for eight cards, Transcendent is $20,000, $25,000 for 100-something cards. Uh, you know, it's a risky play, you know. Uh, you just don't know uh, what you're going to hit. But again, same thing. It's a risk-reward, right? You could hit uh, a Zion, a John Morant, one-on-one, if we're talking about a basketball product. That'll pay for that box 10 times over, maybe more. You know, you get that thing graded and it comes back at 10. Now you exponentially uh, up and increase the value, uh, you know, tenfold, maybe even more than that. And so that's the other thing is grading has really accelerated the high-end market to, to what we know now. You know, grading existed in the 90s and if you know anything about me you th you know that I thought it was a joke I laughed at it I thought it was a fad it would go away soon as it came or very quickly after and guess what this guy was wrong and, and you know admits it and I do a lot with graded cards now it's not so much being a hypocrite but I was wrong on on my assessment and I pivoted and and adapted to to do well in the hobby and so you know, grading in the 90s existed, but it was nowhere what we know it is today. You know, cards definitely had an uptick in value if you got a 9 or a 10 or a 9.5 or a 10 back. Sure, but not to the, the multiples uh, times factor that we do uh, now. And so the market has uh, completely changed. We have a lot more uh, people that are in the hobby, whether they're collectors Whatever you want to label them, collectors, flippers, investors, uh, sneaker folks, I hear, you know, whatever label. I'm not a big label guy. I don't like to label people. It's not my thing. I try not to do it. Um, 
But whatever, whoever, whatever the form or fashion they're in, there's just a lot more people partaking. Is it because of the money aspect? Darn well, it is. I mean, to say otherwise is facetious. I'm not going to do it. That's what, why a lot of the new influx is here. And that's not just re uh, resigned to sports card. Any kind of business well, you know, Beanie Babies. Remember the Beanie Babies craze? Why did people get into Beanie Babies? Now, I, I didn't, thankfully. I'm, I'm proud to say that. You know, someone might say, well, you were dumb. You didn't, you know. Well, it is what it is. But why did people that did get into Beanie Babies get into it? Did you, you think they were just in love with the cuddly, uh, handheld uh, animals, bean bags? No. They were saw dollar signs. Oh, my God, that first edition's going for... 150 bucks. I'm I'm gonna get the next one and hope it's scarce too, right? And that's that's where we're at with with this hobby. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know we, we we have a lot of finger pointing and angry people with, you know, angry at new people coming in. This is not a new phenomenon. I think we're just more sensitive to it now. Uh, why? I don't know because it's probably more cutthroat. You know, people getting frustrated and upset when they're going to their Targets and Walmarts and seeing those empty, empty display boxes of what could have been, and they're not happy. You got to blame someone, right? When you're unhappy, you're, you're mad, someone else's fault, right? I got a finger point, and that's what we do in this hobby, and uh, it's easy. It's easy to make someone else's scapegoat, and you know, I'm going to say it. A lot of people who are mad at other people for buying the whole display. Guess what? Be real. Guess what? You would have done the same exact thing. You're just mad because it wasn't you. Right? Now, sure, there's exceptions to that rule. And I know there's people that do that. Uh, they post, hey, I the whole display here. I'm taking a couple boxes. I'm leaving the rest for someone else. Those people are real. They exist. I And, and kudos to them. Uh, but... You know, whatever percentage you want to put, 70, 80 percent, uh, you know, uh, that are complaining that they uh, can't get wax would do the same thing that they're complaining about. But because they didn't get it, it they can complain. And so that's sort of being hypocritical. And that's why I don't complain about that, because I have bought a whole rack of, of something uh, when it's there. And, I, and believe me. This year, anytime I've been to Target and Walmart, I've been skunked almost all year. It is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, I, I can get mad or I can just say, hey, to the victor goes the spoils. And that's really uh, what I say. I've kind of pivoted to a lot of online exclusive wax. You know, your Bowman Draft, your Bowman Draft Sapphire, uh, your Bowman Sapphire, this Ben Baller Chrome product, uh, and, 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 and move that stuff. But... Uh, you know, the wax market is, is high-end in itself. What we're seeing wax go for. I mean, Score Football came out at over $200 uh, a box. Uh, Donruss Football right now is over, SRP is over 200 So the whole hobby has become this high-end product. I'm glad I'm not that 7-year-old kid I was in 1979 in today's market. Because honestly... I, I probably would have never got into cards and, and, and enjoyed enjoyed the ride as I have uh, here in, in 2020 from 1979. I wouldn't be able to afford it. I mean, how how can you, you know? I mean, yeah, there's big league and, and opening day, and I, I get it, but, you know, uh, 
a kid's not looking at that when he sees all this other product and these these cards that, that come out of it. He's he's drooling over those, and rightfully so. And yet, probably not obtainable uh, for that young uh, boy or girl to get uh, that sort of product. And so they they move on to other things, right? You know, when I am at Walmart or Target looking at the, the card section and a kid uh, comes over, right? Where do they go? Right? To the Pokemon, the Magic the Gathering stuff. And, I mean, some of these kids, when I've seen this, are 13, 14, 15. I even see, I remember ones, this, this wasn't super recent, but maybe a year or two ago, I was at Walmart at the, in the card section, the card aisle, and three, three young men came over, probably 10, 11. They all had their little league uniforms on. They still had their, their. Uh, they didn't have cleats on. They had their slides, but they had their stirrups and their their little league uniforms on, right? And I saw them walking over. I'm like, oh man, kids are gonna be looking at the cards, right? And where did they all three of those uh, young men go to? Right to the Pokemon. No interest in the baseball. And there was baseball available there. I think there was uh, some Topps flagship at the time. Uh, Gypsy Queen, Allen and Ginter, and had no interest. And here they are, baseball players, right? And he went right to the Pokemon, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and I remember that day because I remember walking away, and I was, I was sort of disappointed. I was sort of sad. I'm like, oh, my God, I went, you know, I was a baseball player. I still play sub. Like, baseball cards from 1979 to now, I mean, meant something to me. And I saw, I saw these kids in the baseball uniforms. and like, great. So, you know, kids in the hobby, which is a, a huge thing to me. And then I, I, almost, I almost said something when they went over uh, to the Pokemon cards. Like, you guys play baseball? You know, no interest in baseball cards? I didn't do it. I didn't want to be a creeper. I didn't want, like, the parents to come over. Like, who's that guy talking to? What is up with that? So I didn't say nothing. But I remember walking away. And being, you know, pretty disappointed, a little sadness, like that here are young men playing the sport of baseball that didn't seem to have any interest in the cards. And, uh, you know, thinking back to my origin story, it really kind of, kind of hit me right in the the uh, solar plexus or whatever, right in the gut. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I think that's a lot more of those than I like to admit. So, you know, whether has high end hurt the hobby? You know, and as someone who, who sells high-end more than they buy high-end, uh, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to say no, uh, it hasn't. I, I think it has. I think it, it's hurt the younger market to, to maybe discourage them from getting involved in the hobby. Um, but, I, you know, I've, I've sold a lot of stuff too, so I can't uh, be a hypocrite. And uh, I like to see that gap get bridged where those kids... Those three young men with those baseball uniforms on could stay in the hobby and, and have fun and have enjoyment. And I know there are kids that do. I know there are kids that do, but I think we need more. And so has high-end hurt? I think to a certain extent, and I think it's helped to a certain extent. You know, uh, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, you can make pros and cons uh, for both, uh, you know, for high-end. You can make both pros and cons. And, um... It is what it is, uh, you know. Where where this goes is is anyone's guess. Could we have foreseen 2020? What we know it it is right now. I, I couldn't. I, I would have guessed wrong. I did guess wrong, and so 
we'll see if the landscape changes and but uh you know uh high end is is a huge part of the hobby whether you partake in it or not you know i compare high i kind of think high end and grading sort of hold hands let's be real with each other because most high end cards come in the form of slab cards right when you hear of all these auctions these record setting auctions right the mike trouts and the mj and, and lebron logo man and the Giannis 101 uh you know logo man national treasures and and these mantles that are fetching uh crazy amounts of money and these ty cobbs Honus wagners and you know the list goes on and on what do all those cards for the most part have in common right they're all graded they're all graded grading has accelerated the high-end process and i'm not going to sit you know sit here in front of this microphone and be deceitful about it uh it's made me a, a lot of money the grading card market you know i i can tell you numerous cards that in raw form were 10 bucks and i probably bought them for one two three bucks got that card sent to me or bought it in person potentially right so now there's a ten about a ten dollar card value, right? I submit them for grading. They come back as tens, and that ten dollar card becomes a hundred dollar card, uh, just based on the fact that now it's slabbed and graded to ten. Now that particular player just goes on this incredible hot streak, right? Tatis, Luis Robert, whoever, Mike Trout, right? That now that hundred card, hundred dollar card is five six hundred dollars maybe even more i can you know there's circumstances where it's hit four figure card you know i've i've sold a card for four figures that i had probably 10 or 20 bucks in before grading you know uh, maybe with grading i had 30 40 bucks in it and it just turned into this incredible uh you know thing going a snowball going downhill just picking up more snow and becoming bigger and I, I can tell you numerous cards that I've had that happen to. And then the grading has probably been the biggest factor to what we're seeing right now in high end. And I know some people don't like grading and to each um, their own. I, I, I can't be a hypocrite. You know, I like graded cards. I didn't at one time years ago, right? But if you don't, I can't, I can't criticize you, nor would I, even if I could. I, I've said numerous times, hobby as you choose as long as it's above board so if you don't like grading cards that's great i don't do soccer cards i don't do uh non-sports cards i don't do pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, magic together i don't have an interest soccer i don't follow i could open a pack of soccer cards you know maybe mbappe i know but uh you know ronaldo messi but i don't know all the other mid-tier guys or guys i should and I don't watch the sport. I tend to open product or sell or buy product of sports I watch. And, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you heard the card store episode where I, I talked about that's probably why I wouldn't necessarily be very successful in the modern day card store because I probably wouldn't really want to sell those products because I couldn't talk about them uh, like I would like to talk about uh, the four major sports and whatnot. So uh, to each their own, uh, enjoy the hobby, uh, you know, uh, as you see fit, as long as it's above board. I know I've said that numerous times, but, you know, as far as high end, sort of the final verdict here, 
good or bad. I think it's both. I know that's sort of the, the cop-out answer and way to end this show. Uh, I think it's both. I enjoy uh, partaking in it. Uh, I've benefactored from it, so I'm not going to sit in this office chair and, and you know, be deceitful about it. Uh, it's worked for me. If you don't like it or it doesn't work for you, there's nothing wrong with that. And just the same, there's nothing wrong that it's worked for me or that I've benefited from it. So uh, that being said, uh, I, that's kind of my take on the high end and where we at. Uh, in the current market uh, economy of, of the hobby. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. If you do enjoy the show, and we appreciate going to whatever platform you listen to the show on and giving us a positive rating. Uh, again, thank you. Stay safe, be well, and we'll see you next week on Hobby Quick Hits. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli.